welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a Korean drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes 9 through 12 of The Guest. You did so good. I completely zoned out because I think (laughs) I said something different than my usual intro. And it really freaked me out. I think oh. my brain just died for a minute. It sounded right to me, and now I'm trying to think back to what I heard. Or maybe, like, my brain also went on autopilot and, like, just heard the mm-hmm. normal intro. It's on autopilot, but I can't quite trust it. <laughs> e- um, do you have any about about yous before we start, before we jump in? Mm, I did discover, okay, so it's actually been like a week or two since, uh, real time since we watched, um, our Patreon exclusive for February, which was Space Sweepers. Mm. Um, but I learned something that I forgot to mention here that our viewers might be really into. Uh, when I first started watching it, it was dubbed, which I hate. I do not like watching dubbed versions of shows. What? Yeah, I found Space out Space Sweepers was dubbed? Yeah, but I found out you can turn off the dubs on Netflix. So if something's dubbed that you want to watch, but you hate watching dubbed things, uh, big fun heads up, they absolutely give options for turning that off. And you can then have it subtitled. So... Even though I find in my life that I really wish I knew Korean so that I didn't have to watch the screen when I watch K-dramas, I still will always prefer a subtitled version any day to a dubbed version. Yeah, that's crazy. Mine just automatically played the subbed version, which obviously was like 10 different languages and I'd say still... 50 to 70% spoken in English anyways. A good good amount of it was in English, and then a good amount of it was in Korean. It's just so weird. I felt like language was such a big part of that movie. Yeah. That they I would, would not... even make a dubbed version. Yeah, I would not want to watch that movie. In fact, it was weird for the first couple minutes. I had a hard time telling when the main character was talking, because until I learned how to turn it off, because it was... There was just, like, a really confusing moment of um, knowing that that wasn't his voice, and it was kind of, it ejected me, it ruined my immersion, and I didn't like it, and so I turned it right off, and I was so grateful, and it makes me excited, because there have been some shows that have come up in my suggestion list on Netflix that are Korean dramas that I always thought were dubbed, and I just had no option but to watch the dubbed version. Um, and now I can go back and add so many things to my watch list because I now know how to turn off the dubs. That's insane. I've never seen an ad for a dubbed K-drama. I've never seen a dubbed K-drama. Well, a lot of it is in... So it's really interesting how the algorithm works with my account in particular because it's set up as like an English-speaking account, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but with an interest in K-dramas. And if you set like your country to a certain thing, you can select a couple of different like 
languages in which you watch uh, television. And I think I just put English because English is the only thing I understand. Um, but I obviously watch movies and shows in several different languages, but primarily Korean. And so it automatically just assumes you want the dubs if you only set English as a language. But if you set, like, for example, um, and probably you've had your Netflix for a really long time, so it might have just, like, tweaked yeah, settings. Yeah, never. I've never touched the settings. But I set up my Netflix um, probably about eight months ago. I'll get, like, reset it up because I was using my former roommates. And then when I moved out, I was, like, not going to be that guy that kept using <laughs> my former roommates. It kind of felt only right when, like, we lived together. Um, and so I hopped off of theirs and I, uh, like, re-upped mine for the first time in literally years. And when I did it again, it was like, hey, tell us about your preferences. And... Um, so, so yeah, I set it up, like, initially, and I think it's just been in the last couple of years that they've started making you set those specific settings, uh, but those settings can be changed. If y'all are like, how do I do it? I actually suggest Googling it, just because I feel like I'm going to explain it wrong, but it's just, like, in settings, when the movie is already pulled up, you can change, like, mm -hmm. subtitles to English and then, um, dubs to... Like, no dubs, Korean, or whatever. Wow. Weird. I feel like I've learned so much. Mine has always just been automatic. And since I am in Japan, it pulls from the Netflix Japan servers. So more often than not, I'll get Korean dramas that don't have English subtitles. They only have Japanese subtitles. But I've never seen one with a Japanese dub nor an English dub. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. You might have to play around and see if you can find something. Um, I feel like that would be a really good language learning mechanism to kind of switch between dubs and subs and, mm. and everything, especially like shows that you might be very extremely familiar with. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything I've watched enough times besides like, 30 rock that that would be useful um which isn't on netflix right now i don't think uh, i don't know actually i've been watching it on amazon prime i think it's on amazon prime and hulu right now mm. um not that it matters uh check out my 30 rock fan cast <laughs> <laughs> and uh they're working on a dubbed version so that it's all in korean and i can learn korean finally Finally, I've just been waiting for it to become a 30 Rock dub so that I can learn <laughs> Korean. That's the only thing that's been holding me back. <laughs> oh, dang. I've learned so much here. <laughs> Any? What about you? Have you learned anything this week that you want to uh, grow my brain, wrinkle my brain with? Oh, God. I haven't learned anything, but it was my anniversary this week. <gasps> Happy anniversary! Fun. Thank you. Uh, Jason, who was on our bonus episode for Mr. Sunshine, if you want to hear his voice. <laughs> um, we've been married for four years now. And Time we've flies. been together for nine. 
That's so amazing. Yeah, you guys have almost been together for a decade. Almost a decade. That's crazy. Very exciting. And it's on a holiday here called Hinamatsuri, which is always fun to be able to celebrate our anniversary with special cakes and beautiful decorations all around. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're... We're being positive about it. It's definitely still coronavirus times, especially here in Japan, where they're not getting anybody vaccinated anytime soon. So two years in a row that we have skipped doing anything outside of our house for our anniversary. And that's getting old. But, you know, we're still grateful for each other. And just always incredibly grateful and blown away by the fact that we met so young and we've been so happy together for so long. Not taking that for granted. Yeah, you guys are solid. And I'm really happy for you. And it has been, I think that you two are one of the longest standing couples in my life. So. Yes. Yes. Winning. All I want is to win. That's (laughs) what our relationship is really about. (laughs) Is being the most solid couple in Raquel's life. <laughs> Longest running and most solid. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, yeah, we're happy. And that's exciting for us. Um, I have a new little recording buddy that I usually don't have. My boyfriend's dog, Judo, is in the room with me and his snoring is getting progressively louder. <laughs> As the time goes on. He's a real quiet boy, except he's a real loud sleeper. I don't think I can hear him yet, but I'll let you know. He might come up in the recording very softly, but he, I mean, it's still, I've got, like, my equipment up to to stop the sound waves, so hopefully that helps. And if not, it's just a real precious little background noise. (laughs) Yeah. He's a big boy. Um, we think that he's a mastiff pit bull mix. Um, wow! But he's like closer to the size of a pit bull than a mastiff. He's like a large pit bull size, um, and he's real cute. And those dog breeds are very misleading um, because he's like they sound like really mean breeds. But he's like the sweetest dog I've ever met in my life. He's so gentle and. Aww. He makes little chirping noises when he's hungry, and it's the cutest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. That's so sweet. Yeah, he's a good boy. Well, how did you feel about The Guest, episodes 9 through 12? So, I have really conflicting feelings on a lot of stuff. But, I mean, overall, overall, very positive. I just... I think, like, the real crux of it is, I believe, I want to say it was episode 11 that, like, was simultaneously, like, the first 20 minutes of it were such, uh, the first 20 minutes of the 11th episode were the falsely accused of a crime minutes. Oh, no. Which is obviously not my favorite thing in the world. I thought that we were going to eventually shed that, um worry that he was a crime man a crime man (laughs) Um, 
a criminalist, some might say. <laughs> the less informed. But, yeah, they decided to stick with that. And it was kind of a lot of just, like, rehashing stuff, too. Like, him... Mm. Or may I'm trying to think, because I'm... Was episode 11 also the episode where we learned the backstory of Park Do? Yes. Okay, because that I loved. I love a so horror good. story that gives me a reason for the evil spirit. That's like, actually, this is what happened that got us right to this stage. Like, we don't know why he was he was just born bad, but he was in a powerful enough family and situation that he was able to commit heinous crimes that made him exceed an evilness that, like, maybe just like your average Joe who was born with a brain that wants to do murder um, would have. And so he was able to essentially commit, like, the ultimate act that would embed him as an evil spirit amazing amazing i live <laughs> for it i want that in all horror i can't think of very many horror stories that give that satisfying a backstory to why the evil is happening yeah and we asked for it in episode one i like to hope people were screaming at us at the time like it'll come just be patient it'll happen <laughs> and it wasn't like it wasn't perfect we don't need perfection there is no explanation for why he was born evil and came back from Japan and started just murdering people and then ran into the sea being like, it's time for me to become a very strong ghost. You're like, that's weird. That's so weird. Let's not think too deeply about all of it. But I love to see it. It was so well done. And it gave this sense of beginning which is what we wanted a lore behind who he was and it tied him in to park hongju which was really really cool that's something that was like that i don't know there's like a whole mess of ties within this show that still mostly have not come together how is it all tied to father young how is like what was going on with the grandpa why is he so hung up on Hua Pyeong and his family. There's just so so many ties that are so loose that to see one where it was like Park Il-do is Park Hong-ju's great uncle. You're like, yes, perfection. That is what I wanted. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted a reason for her to not be possessed, but for, first of all, her to be like, pretty evil like even her dad who's from this rich family that clearly doesn't really care about anything like morally speaking unless it could damage their reputation um but even among the family members that are clearly corrupt her dad was like you know you really remind me of my terrifying evil uncle she's like <laughs> you know there might be a reason for that uh -huh. amazing such a good connection <laughs> Um, can I tell you my hopes and dreams for why Park Ildo has latched on to uh, Hua Pyong's family? Yeah. Okay, so my hopes and dreams, aside from just him being like, once I see a soul, I have to have it, or whatever, mm. like, once he's decided, I would really love if there was a more solid reason for why he also left 
Huapyong, um, to to inhabit someone else and cause issues with others instead of just sticking with him and completely eliminating his family before moving on or whatever he decided to do. And I would really love if it had something to do with Hua Pyong's psychic powers being stronger than um, Park Il-do, Park Il-do and making it difficult for him to possess others while he, or like, like call summon other spirits or whatever into other people while he was in Huapyong because Huapyong was I guess like such a force of good or something I don't know like just like a little thing that shows that Huapyong is really really powerful would be so satisfying to me it's not something that you see a whole lot in k-dramas where it's like I don't know I guess it's interesting because like you do and you don't like K-dramas don't always give you that, like, explanation. Um, I guess the best example I can come up with is in W, which is not the best example because the male lead was obviously very exceptional because he was a fictional character even within the fictional story. Mm -hmm. Um, But the female lead was, like, a doctor who was bad at her job, you know? Yeah. And I think... Okay, well, small mini-feminist rant, I think it's more common to do to women than men in K-dramas. Like, the men are more often exceptional than the women. Usually the women are, like, just people. Or, like, (laughs) average at their job. Getting by, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And then the men are, like, rich CEOs or whatever. Ooh. Uh (laughs) Anyway... Uh, I think it would be, like, really cool and satisfying if it actually had to do with his powers and that, like, he was able to, like, break through just enough to cause issues with the mom and the grandma or something. But even then, like, if they could find a different explanation for that, even, it would be really cool. And for him to just be like, yeah, for some reason I couldn't kill that kid or, like, I couldn't control that kid. I made him really sick, but I couldn't control him. Very Harry Potter. Yeah. Love yeah. to see it. Dark Lord targets child who is too powerful. <laughs> is good story. Is good story. We want to see that. Oh, that's really cool. I hadn't thought of that because, as we've said every other episode, there is still this brooding feeling of, I don't know how they're going to win this, especially... When Hua Pyong keeps tearing the group apart, hey bud, keep your butt in the band. <laughs> what is the point of going solo at this point? Like, you cannot you cannot tell these people, blood in, blood out. You're not allowed to join my club unless you're ready to die for it. And then the second they're like, oh, we might die in this club. You're like, okay, you're out, both of you. <laughs> Both of you are out of the club. It's a one too much danger. Club. It's a. It's me and then my other shaman friend who I guess I don't care about as much as you do. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) What is that? Me like, you're my best friend out of everyone, and uh, it's okay if you die. I don't know. Maybe (laughs) it's just like if you die, I won't want to live anymore. Like, maybe that would just be the last straw. Like, you die, I die. It's closer than anything we could ever imagine 
I have no idea. I'm glad he has one person left, but it just feels like so frustrating to watch him freaking episode 12 be like, I know we said we promised we would see this through till the end, but you two aren't allowed to anymore. (laughs) What? I think it's because he's fallen in love with both of them. I mean, yeah. (laughs) But did you not expect that to happen? He's literally named Father Cheekbones. Like, how can you not love that face? It's the perfect face. You and Detective Kong have been fighting like cats and dogs since day one, which is the perfect enemies to lovers trope if I've ever seen it. Opposites attract, but also you are essentially the same person. You're gonna fall in love. Like, of course the three of you are perfect together. Don't let that scare you. <laughs> Go into the devil holding hands. Yes. You will be stronger together. Face him together. Um, except even Father Cheekbones is, like, gonna go ahead and fucking not trust, not trust the Trinity, the, <laughs> the Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Father Cheekbones, we're not gonna call you Father anymore if you're not gonna trust the Trinity. <laughs> you lose your title. Um, yeah. What is that? Why is the group falling apart from the inside? I think what's the most frustrating to me is his unwavering faith in Father Young. When even Father Young, like, straight up to his face, said the words, <laughs> even I am a suspect. And then uh, Father Cheekbones was like, I no, hear you're that, not. but I don't hear any of it. What I did hear... <laughs> Is that Hua Pyong's whole family, including Hua Pyong, could be possessed. Could be any of them, but not you. Not you. What? What? He is literally the fucking priest in charge of the sharing hands or whatever. Holding hands? Shoulding hands? Shoulding hands, I think it is. (laughs) I think you got it. literally in charge of it, and... Isn't that, like, that was episode one, bud. That was episode (laughs) one that we deduced that that was an issue. He was on the pamphlet. We were suspicious. And apparently you're just gonna go ahead and double down on the Hua Pyong is possessed thing? It's reasonable. Like, I get it. I think they've done such a good job with Father Cheekbone's character. He held out for so long being like, I really like Hua Pyong. I really don't think it's him. It's gotta be one of the other people. It's gotta be his grandpa or his dad. Like, there is no way it's Hua Pyong. And I think it's, you know, so believable that his character took a long time to ever believe it was Hua Pyong and that he would never believe it's Father Yang. It's just hard to watch as a viewer and be like, but what if it absolutely is that dude? He's right in front of you. He's telling you that it's him or that at least there's a possibility just to mess with your head and you're falling for it. Look at you. You're falling for it. Absolutely. (laughs) Come on. You fool. You fool. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Also... I think maybe we have reason to celebrate because this might have been my first successful prediction corner. 
it feels too early to celebrate only because this show is a hot mess of magic. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he was anything at, can be explained. He was at the meeting with Park Hong-ju. Mm-hmm. Man, you're mm-hmm, just convinced me that it's not true at all. It's another red herring. <laughs> it's because everything is a red herring, and I'm really into the red herrings. Like, across the board, I think 99% of them have been hits. There is one that made me lose all faith in this show, and that is Hua Pyeong's grandpa walking around with that spooky smile. Yeah, and then we're supposed to believe that he isn't the most evil being on this planet. Like, what? (laughs) Because I think by the end they were like, so Grandpa wasn't possessed at all. He was just being really weird. Yeah, and no, that's not fair. You're changing the rules of the show. Grandpa should not be walking around with that spooky smile. The thing about the bus? Perfection perfection to be like why is he riding buses when he said he was always carsick and then you know an episode later being like actually he was just so desperate to find his son that he endured any and all carsickness like he toughed it out to try and do something that was vitally important to him perfect I love to see that why was he being a spooky smile man explain that yeah, could you please explain why he was being so weird? Like, in Hua Pyeong's apartment, why couldn't he have done something normal? Like, said, your fridge is pathetic. I brought anchovies without the creepy smile. Yeah, and to the dad, too. When he first met the dad, he was like, oh, finally found you. And you're like, <laughs> what? okay, so he's the devil. I think that's the impression they were trying to give, is that he's Park Il-do at that point. But explain it to me now that we see that he's not. Why is he being that way? That behavior is too erratic to not be Park Il-do. So... So, now, with Father Young, I'm like, maybe he's Park Il-do, maybe he's not. And I feel like they could just... They don't care about our feelings, maybe. We'll see. I think they could redeem themselves. Like I said, so many red herrings in this show have been so perfectly executed, where it's like, is Park Hong-ju Park Il-do? No, she isn't. Bum, bum, bum. She just talks to him, and you're like, that's really cool. I like how you played that. But they they just, they fooled me once, (laughs) and it was not right, and now they've lost my trust, and I'm like, I don't know. I gotta wait and see. They gotta, they gotta really fix this Father Young thing, because he's freaking me out, but I can't believe anything at this point. I have no trust left in me. Um, I do want to just, like, man, this show has been fantastic in a very special way, in which I feel very comfortable with just wildly speculating on what's going to happen. <laughs> uh-huh. just, they've set up the perfect environment for me to just let my mind run wild with what I think could happen, who's gonna survive, who's gonna die, why I think <laughs> that. I've just been I've been playing the what if game all day. I watched all four episodes today. Nice. Yeah. Um I think I don't 
I think Father Cheekbones isn't going to make it out of this one alive. Oh. Actually, you know what? No, I take that back. We'll give him- I'll, I'll give him my vote of confidence to live, but if he lives, no way Hua Pyong is living. That's fair. It feels like if Father Cheekbones lives, both of the other two will die. Yep. There can only be one, or maybe two. Yeah, because I feel like if Hua <laughs> Pyong lives, I would be confident that Detective Kong would also live. Yes. Though, what if Father Cheekbones and Detective Kong, he leaves the... What's it called? The cloth? He leaves oh. the... He leaves the clergy? Um... Falls, they fall in love. They have the world's, the baby with the world's most perfect bone structure, just <laughs> gorgeous bone structure, uh, really, really intense stares, just like really spooky intense stares. Put that baby on a runway, you know. <laughs> I love to see it. I just, I can't imagine it for them. Yeah, I, I don't really think they're in feel love. like, yeah. I I really feel like the only romance that's happening in this show is the ones that I make in my mind. They're not going to give us anything. No, this doesn't feel like a romantic show. They hinted and at why? it for so long with Detective Kong and Hua Pyong, like, so jokingly hinted at mm. it, and then they were, like, cowards and said, never mind. <laughs> I get it. Not every show needs romance, but, you know, my heart still wants it. Yeah, what if, even if we didn't need it, we had it anyway, because the viewers do like to see the people fall in love, the beautiful people. Yeah, Raquel and I are team unnecessary romance. (laughs) Just shove it into any (laughs) storyline. Make them fall in love. Yeah, I mean, they could leverage it to hurt us, to be honest. Like, you kill one of those characters that's in love off, you just hurt us, you know? Isn't that what you want (laughs) to do? It feels like that's what you want to do, because you gave us 30 seconds of forgiveness with Hua Pyong's dad. Just 30 seconds before he was a big, bad, possessed man with an inclination to do another murder on his son. And it still hurt. It still hurt when he was gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Not as bad as other shows. That's what I appreciate about horrors, is that you don't get nearly as hurt as other shows when people die. When you know you're set up for failure, you don't expect the win. Yeah. Watching Kwapyung cry about his dad to his grandpa was one of the most beautifully acted scenes I've seen in a long time. And still... I felt close to nothing. Yeah. And I, I appreciated felt, this drama for that. I felt a pretty good amount of emotion around the time he said, I tried so hard and I just couldn't. I wanted so much to make it work and I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or I wanted so I wanted to save him so badly and I just couldn't. That was what he said. And that, you know, gave me a little tiny, like a little hook in the gut, you know, like a little just quick little swoop of sadness and then... It floated away like a spirit (laughs) possessed. (laughs) Briefly possessed you and then gone. (laughs) Yeah, I was not there at all. I was like, this is beautiful. You're doing a great job. 
but I don't care about your dad enough to cry with you. And I think that's fine. I'm protected from caring in horror dramas because everybody's going to die. Yeah. If everyone dies, then I don't have to be sad, right? Yeah, I guess I'd say that. (laughs) Like, I was surprised that I was less affected by grandpa being stabbed where I feel like he's a sweet old man mm-hmm. and they just give me so many mixed emotions in the past few episodes that I was like I don't know how sad I am I don't know how to feel right now but then when detective Co got stabbed Holy I was cow. out of my seat <laughs> <laughs> I went <gasps> and I jumped I was so scared that he was just gonna die in that moment if Detective Co dies, or even if Detective Co even loses an eye, I am going to be <laughs> furious. It's like I want him to rock the eye patch, but at what cost? His eye. His eye. And that's too <laughs> high a price. Don't make I him won't... pay that. <laughs> I won't let that happen to this good boy. He's comedic value. He's not supposed to get possessed. Let the boy live. Let all of the comedy boys live. That's literally all I'm asking. Kill the whole main cast. It's fine. It will tear me apart. I, yeah, as protected as I think I am in horror dramas, I know if one of these three main characters dies, I'm going to be so sad. I will be ruined for a hot minute. But don't even touch Detective Co. or the shaman best friend. I don't know why. They're off limits. I will not know how to feel about their deaths, except that I will abandon this show. (laughs) I will literally get midway through the finale. They're gone. I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) Rika will have to fill me in on what happens next. (laughs) Don't do that. I have a new favorite character in any show ever. And it is the old shaman lady who's, like, she looks like a video game character. <laughs> she looks, I don't like, know. not fully rendered. Yeah. <laughs> How did they get someone so perfect looking for that role? Where they're just, like, her hair's a little bit crazy. Her skin's perfectly textured. She's got these bright blue eyes. Like, I just could have looked at her all day, and then she starts saying the craziest stuff, and I'm like, she is my favorite character of anything of all time. I love her. Put her in everything. Put her in everything, just to freak people out. Yeah, put her in Goblin. (laughs) Re-record. Put her in there. Get her in there. She deserves it. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um... What else happened in this show? <laughs> um, I It was so long ago, I didn't remember it. It's my first note of episode nine. Apparently, in these four episodes is when Father Matthew got cursed. Oh, yeah, that curse. That actually has me more nervous than anything else in the show. Um, I'm not ready for his skin to rot off, I think, is where I'm mostly at. Is that vain? Is that, like, too shallow? (laughs) 
I think it's okay. I don't think it would have been vain except that you said it was vain. Yeah. I mean, like, it also isn't just for the aesthetic purposes. Um, Yeah, exactly. I'm very concerned for him and the pain that will cause and just all the issues. But also, why give us a character so beautiful and then rot their skin (laughs) away? Oh, no. Oh, he's just doing such a bang-up job of showing the emotions of being cursed by demons. Like, killing it. Everyone in the show is obviously superb at acting. They're all doing a great job. But, man, I didn't think we'd dive deep into the emotions behind being possessed as much as we have with Father Matthew being just the just the tiniest bit possessed maybe mostly just cursed he seems so sad about it hey bud you could find new exorcist friend i know they, <laughs> i know they tried that okay we're, i do not, i'm just worried i just don't i want him to maybe let an exorcist exercise him or mm-hmm. hold on to the little thing that I couldn't quite see what it was, but that Hua Piang got for him from the shaman. And I know he's a man of yeah. cloth, but also, I just, if it could help you, wouldn't God want you to have your soul cleansed? Let's ask the shaman to cleanse your soul. It's worth a shot. Like, what if shamanism and God were friends? I know that that's, like, actually a big thing, where it's like, no, no false idols or something. <laughs> oh, no. but what if they were friends in the battle against demons and they didn't want God's sexiest soldier uh, to be harmed in any way? Yeah, to be demon food. It just seems like a likely partnership, even in a short term. So just see the shaman. Give it a shot. Let's see if we can get this curse lifted. You're really bumming me out for a minute. Hey, it's making me uncomfortable and sad to watch you be like this, bud. <laughs> I think this is why he's. it feels more reasonable that he's turning on Hua Piang, though. It just... He's in a, he's in a pickle. Yeah. He's being I mean, stabbed every night. How do you get out of this one, honestly? I don't think you do. I think you just... I don't think you do. I think you just die, I guess. I guess you just die? And hopefully yeet off to heaven. Yeah, so does that... God still get all of these souls? That's something I'm curious about. Um... <laughs> oh no. The only question that cannot be answered. <laughs> That's literally the only thing I want to know. Is if Park Hildo gets to keep all of these souls, or like... You know, are we playing for keeps? Are we playing for kills? I don't know. It feels like he's just playing for kills. Like, he's definitely got an army. I don't know if he's killed all the all the lesser demons who work for him. But it seems like he's got plenty of ghosts behind him. But I don't know if that's his end goal. They've never established that he cares much for other people's souls. So I would guess he's just in it for the for the kill count. I mean, I almost kind of hope so, because the alternative is somehow more unpleasant. 
Yeah. We don't want Father Cheekbones joining the undead army. No. We want Just... him to go with his family. But, like, yeah, unless they're in hell. stay alive. <laughs> mm. There's so many questions that will never be answered. I'm so sorry. You picked <laughs> the wrong question. I picked... There is such thing as a wrong question. I think the saying is stupid questions, but... <laughs> I don't know if it's stupid. I just know it's no, wrong. It's unanswerable. <laughs> and I'm sorry. It's You're okay. only going to be disappointed. That sounds about right. That tracks. <laughs> ready for disappointment. <laughs> I'm always ready for disappointment. <laughs> Here we go. Take me to the finale. <laughs> They're not going to show me what happens after all these people die. And I'm not going to like it. <laughs> noise um okay i have a question i wasn't clear on something okay i'm ready (laughs) i'm gonna answer it no matter what (laughs) okay (laughs) because i already let you down with my (laughs) non-answer we can only have one unanswerable question on this podcast where do people go when they die (laughs) It's a good one. Okay, <laughs> did... Okay, here we go. Pop Young's crazy dad went to the forest, followed Father Che. We got there. I'm remembering names so slowly. <laughs> and then Father Che seemed to rip off his whole finger. Did he only rip off his ring? Or did he rip that man's entire finger off? From what I could see of his hands, for that entire last part where he was running around, I don't remember him missing a finger. I think he just broke it so badly that he broke the skin. And he took the ring. So he, like, broke the bone through the skin. Ew, okay. I shouldn't have asked. (laughs) That's somehow worse. I was going to answer no matter what. (laughs) So good. That makes so much sense. Because like you said, I was looking for it. He definitely wasn't missing any fingers. But I was so confused because it looked like his finger ripped straight off. And then he didn't, like, wrestle Father Che's hand for his finger back to be like, I'll get this sewn back on at the hospital. <laughs> they won't ask any questions. <laughs> He just left, so I was like, he didn't get his finger back if it was torn off. So he shouldn't have a finger. That makes a lot more sense. This show's brutal, man. (laughs) They pull no punches. Um, Just fingers. Yeah. I I feel pretty unfazed since the man who was killed by the stone. At this point, they haven't gotten me again, but that got me so badly that I think I'll just be haunted forever by that guy, so. Oh, no. That's fair. They even play it in the recaps at the beginning of the episode. I was episodes. like, oh, thank you. Thank God. I'm so <laughs> glad. I did forget about that for one moment of bliss. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> ah. Okay. Okay. We've got a lot of things to work with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going into a finale episode, so they've given us some stuff. I'm, as much as I 
as much as I feel betrayed and feel like they've lost my trust a little bit with Grandpa's spooky smile, I am excited by their constant game of who is Park Il-Do, who is being evil, what is going on at any time or another. I think they're doing a really good job of keeping my interest when the game could quickly get repetitive and old and we could kind of check out. Yeah, they've done a good job of making it justifiable on each side of whether or not it is every person they've accused. Where mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't feel so contrived that it is this person, but it also doesn't feel so contrived that it isn't this person. I love it. Yeah, and I like that they have a, a lot of players defining the rules of the game, um, because then you don't know which one is Park Do who's giving the wrong answers, like the wrong clues and the wrong mm-hmm. rules to the game. Like, if it is Father Young, then he is over here whispering little things about how only Park Do could see what the demon, like the murders that the demons are enacting the way that Hua Pyong does. But also, if if Father Pyong is Park Do, then he has every reason to spread that lie and yeah. change the story and change the rules. Uh, wherein, like, that could just not be true at all. But because we don't know who it is and we don't know who's defining the rules and, and all of that, they've done such a good job with, like, really keeping it up in the air that it could be anyone and anyone could be lying. It's so good. They've done such a good job of that. And like I said, it hasn't gotten repetitive. I think because they've kept up with all of these other possessions, which could also have gotten boring at some point... But especially with the possession of the little shaman girl kind of throughout episode nine, I think is where that ended. We haven't really gotten one that is just some rando side character since. They've kind of lost that episodic different people getting possessed. But they've kept it just enough that you're always concerned. Like friggin' episode 12 cliffhanger is that Detective Ko is now possessed, which is so, it's such good timing because it wasn't, you care so much about Ko at this point and you know so much about the demons and their powers and what they can do and you're interested in this other storyline of like what's going on with Hua Pyeong. Is he Park Il-do? What's going on with Father Matthew? Is he gonna be okay? And what is happening with Hongju and Father Young? No idea. But let's focus our attention for two seconds on this cliffhanger. And I think that is such powerful writing of diverting your attention for just long enough onto all these different equally interesting storylines just in time to pull you back to another one. They're always keeping you in it. Yeah, this is a very well-paced horror show because they could have burnt us out on the spooks way earlier, but they're doing a pretty good job of keeping the spooks pretty fresh without it feeling like too much of a shock factor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they could have really burnt us out on all the like switch ups, but instead, just the way they've paced it and set the rules of this world where people can be possessed in the way that they are currently, it's it's pretty fantastic. Like how well they're keeping my attention on certain plot points and letting it kind of ebb and flow because I yeah I'm like really I'm still very interested going into the finale which is not always the case Uh uh-huh but you're also like I said uh I feel like I've said I've felt betrayed the whole time but I guess I genuinely don't I feel so excited going into the finale I feel like they're not gonna let me down something is gonna happen and I'm terrified and so excited to see what it is yeah oh yeah this will be good do you have anything this else good i don't okay then uh if y'all want to talk to us about this show uh honestly like let us know whether you're watching it or not i feel like this show out of all of the ones we watched are, is the most likely that people will like maybe just listen to our episodes and not watch the show but uh, let us know if you're watching it and let us know what you think at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can give us a short hey and keep up on all of our latest releases on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, we're at playonk, and on Instagram, we are at playonkpodcast. You can find us on a bunch of different streaming platforms for podcasts, including iTunes, Blueberry, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. And uh, on most of those sites, you can rate, review, or subscribe, or any combination of those things. And anything you do does help us out. It helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah! We also have a website, playonk.com, and there you can find a link to our Patreon. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can find links to our affiliates, and you can find any and all of our past episodes. Yeah, and I think that's everything. Join us next week for the finale of The Guest. Woo! Okay, bye! Okay, bye!